Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Thank you. Jesus, we are grateful for your blood and for paving the way into the presence of God. We thank you for bringing to us the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we receive you. We open up to you and we submit to your leadership. Lead us and guide us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. I was listening to some of the testimonies and I said, hey, I think that who said that you cannot know a man's mind by the look? Shakespeare. There's no art to know the construction of the mind in the face. <laughs> but normally, quiet people, they are quiet for a reason. You know, like they, they are baby face assassins. They get it. They, they, are, they are quiet and very baby face innocent looking. But their capabilities. Normally, the loud ones, they are, they are just dogs that, that don't, don't bite. They bark, but they don't bite. And it's very true. As I'm growing, I'm learning that. That a person is quiet and very innocent looking doesn't make them innocent. You know? Because sometimes when I look at myself, I say, hey. Nobody would imagine some of the thoughts of my mind. But thank God for the blood. I said, thank God for the blood. The blood that makes up for all of us Amen. as we believe in Jesus. His blood cleanses us and from the guilt of every sin. Amen. Amen. Good. Well, this morning I am continuing on the subject of labor to be blessed. The reason is that, you see, what do you want for your life? What do, you, what do you, you, please try and adjust the sound. I think it will echo a little bit. What do you want for your life? Now, whatever you want for your life, if you are blessed or when you are blessed, it will come to pass. You see, we want things for our lives and we make the necessary effort to acquire them or to achieve them. But often we are not aware that there are counter forces at work. Demonic forces at work. 
who also have set their face against your agenda. Now, you are busy making your efforts and your plans. Considering where you want to go and what you want to be. But unfortunately, you have not the power on your own or of your own to take care of the forces that are against your plans. This is what a lot of people don't realize. That you see, the world you live in has been there before you came. It's like you move into a new area and you assume that because you are in the area, you know everything and everybody in the area. Excuse me. You just came. Things have been going on. Even if you are, you see, even if you learn what has gone on, it will be based on what is told you. So the fact that you have learned what has gone on doesn't mean that the information you have is all the information that is there. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You move to an, a new area. And you say, I've decided I'm going to learn everything about the area. Where are you going to learn from? From heaven? You're going to learn from another human being. Or records. And how, much, how many records are there that are not the accurate record? Because things are deleted, things are edited. So what you get to know is what you are told. And in the same way, I find it very sad when we, you were born into this world not long ago. This world has been around for a long time. And then based on what the people you came to meet tell you, you say, I know everything. Me, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I want to hear from God. Because if there's anybody who knows everything, it will be the one who made it. You see, it is the one who made it that will tell you that where you are, where you see this beautiful building, it was actually a, 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 a sinkhole that I have filled. It was actually a swamp. It was a dumping site. It was, it was, it was filled with water. It was waterlogged and I reclaimed the land. You come to see it as a land, but I, the one who made it, can tell you what was there before it came. That is why, listen to me, that is why if you are a human living being, you need God. Unless you don't believe that God created the world and God created everything. And so far, we have not found anybody to give it to. We are searching. And the more we search and we see, the more we realize that whoever did it, is, is, there's no wisdom that matches him. If, if, if scientists were honest, what they see, would, they, would, they would conclude that there must be a God. Whatever his name is, there must be somebody who actually has created. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. So, you see, what you need is to be blessed. Then, the blessing has in it the power to protect you against the interfering works of demons. And the devil. So that whatever effort you make can bring you to the place you desire. Secondly, you see, when you are blessed, in the blessing, 
a lot of information will be given to you or you will be made to take decisions and steps that you may not know the full importance of it but you later discover that they were wise steps yeah you will later discover that there were steps that you should have taken if you knew all that you have discovered so it's, you may have taken the step thinking that oh i'm just taking a step but what you don't know is that because you are blessed you are made to take the right steps even if you didn't know that they are the right steps you see that that's what a blessing does and in the blessing you 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 prosper and you are able to enjoy the prosperity because you see you can you can prosper in whatever you want to do but that thing you will never be able to enjoy it i mean many people get rich but they kill themselves and you're asking you who are poor and looking for just a little bit not 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 a lot of what they have but just the the the, the leftover I mean, some of us, if they start giving us 2,000 rands every month, we'll be very happy. Hey! The way we'll be singing and jumping. In fact, the singing and jumping will occupy us so much so that we won't have time to spend the 2,000. Hallelujah! But there are people with 20,000, 30,000 that are they just want to kill themselves. Yeah. So you see, the, the prosperity, whatever you want, the blessing makes you enjoy what you want when you get it. Hallelujah. So we must fight. To labor means make an effort. To labor means you must strive. You must, you must do whatever you need to do so that you can be blessed. Because you see, when you are blessed, everything in your life works. I said, when you are blessed, everything in your life works. Hallelujah. So I want to, in the process of preaching, there are many chapters that I want to preach. One of them today, I wanted to actually share on the blessing, labor to be blessed by receiving or, or so that you can receive a revelation. You see, when you receive a revelation, an idea, it guides you and it makes you take steps that leads you to prosper. That leads you to what you want. You know, when I, I mean, as a young person, don't think that I was born like this. I've, I was, I've been where you are. As a young person, I, I found myself to take decisions or draw conclusions that as I've grown, I realized that they were wise decisions. One of them was that I was training as I was in school as a doctor. I mean, I was training to be a doctor. And I said to myself, I'm not going to finish school before I choose who to marry. That's what I said. I'm not going to finish school before I choose who to marry. And at that time, I was not a serious Christian. 
I mean, I was born again, all right, like many of you. You can relate, isn't it? Yeah, because sometimes people think that people who become pastors, when they get born again, they're like a rocket. No, 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 no. We all struggle. You struggle. Some people don't struggle. Do you get it? But a lot of people, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. And you're asking yourself, two to the side, and then you're asking yourself, this thing, is it really for me? Or maybe... Do you get it? But it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Don't worry. So at that time, I was born again, but not serious. But I just felt that I should choose somebody to marry before I finish school. And my simple reasoning was that, you see, when you have finished school as a doctor, anybody will want to marry you. Or not anybody, a lot of people. <laughs> Do you get it? Especially in a country where professions are esteemed, certain professions are esteemed above the other. You see, in developed countries, even if you are a cleaner, it's a good job. Do you get it? But in developing countries, we grade people according to what they do for a living. So the carpenter may struggle to propose to a woman as against a lawyer or a doctor or an architect. Yeah, but developed countries have created a system that whatever you do, it depends how your, the outcome of your life depends on the wisdom that you operate, not necessarily the job you do. You know? So, but I said to myself that, you know, being a doctor, it will place me at a disadvantage in terms of choosing a partner to marry because uh, you are not sure whether they are coming for you because of your doctor or you can ask Pastor Stewart. Sometimes you, you even get confused. You, the one to choose, get confused. So I said, I want somebody, I want to choose somebody a very early when I haven't finished school, when there's nothing to see about me. And also, I came from a poor background, like there was no riches in my house. If the riches was there, it was not manifested. Yeah, because sometimes the riches are there, but it's underground. It's, it's yet to be mine. So, I mean, I need to, I need to describe it well. So, so, you see, there was nothing to see about me. And so, I said to myself, I need to choose early. That's number one. Number two, I also said that in choosing, you know, I'm not going to use the usual raps that boys tend to use in my days. You see, I don't know here whether we do the same, but back where I grew up, I mean, when a boy is chasing a girl, the girls have a way of proving difficult. Okay, I think this place, the girls, the girls don't prove difficult, they. 
You know, don't worry. Things are changing. Things are changing. But when I grew up, and where I grew up, the girls will prove difficult, and they make you struggle. So sometimes, you have to spend a bit of money taking them out, trying to show them that you are a nice guy, and all those things. So I said to myself, the person that I would choose, I am not going to do any of those things. If the person is a good person, they will look not at those things, but look at something, other things about me. And lo and behold, I did make that choice. And I realized that as I have grown up, I realized that the most difficult thing to do is to choose a partner. You have no idea what you are choosing. And you have not the wisdom to see what the thing can be. Now, 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 I can see a girl and I say, this girl, no, she won't be a good wife. I can see that, so this one will be a good wife. No, no, I can uh, Now, the knowledge is there. The experience is there. I've seen it so many. I said, no, 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 this one. No. Of course, I may not be 100%, but I tell you, my chances of making the right decision is about 90%, as against 10% in those days. But I realized that when you are blessed, when you are blessed, even in the moment when you don't know anything, you still, you are given wisdom. You are given certain ideas that you used to choose. And I, I realize that that is what my life is because I am blessed. It's, it's not because I'm clever. Because you can be very clever and make very stupid decisions. Because before I met Jesus, before I got born again, I mean, I had certain ideas for my life. When I now put it in the, in the, on the open and I'm looking at it, I said, ah, how can you have such an idea for your life? I mean, what were you thinking? I don't want to tell it to you, don't worry. I'll tell it in private when I'm counseling you. Hallelujah. So listen, laboring to be blessed is very essential. But one of the keys that I have found, one of the keys that I have found is the key of allowing yourself to be shepherded. The key of allowing yourself to be looked after. I think that is the difference between those who make it and those who don't make it. Allowing yourself to be looked after. If, when I look at my life, that is the only thing, that's the only thing that I can say that I did. The rest of where I am, what I am, I was guided into it. You see, you may be very intelligent. You may be very forceful. But there's so much that you don't know. There's so much that you don't know. That unless you allow yourself to be looked after, the blessing that is earmarked for your life, the prosperity, the riches, the fulfillment of your life, 
the joy, the satisfaction, it will evade you. Because there are demons that are working to make sure that you, your life here on earth is pain. And your life hereafter is hell. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You see, you don't have to do, you don't have to provoke Satan for Satan to attack you. Have you ever, have you not seen many dogs that you are walking on your way and then they come out and, and come and bite you? It was not like you are trying to enter the house. Just the sight of you is provocation enough for them. And what most of us don't realize is that just your existence here on earth is provocation enough for Satan to want to do you evil. Hallelujah. So it's very important to allow yourself to be careful. I never had an idea that I want to be a pastor. But now if you ask me to choose between being a pastor and being a doctor, I'll choose a pastor. But I never had it. I never had it. it. I've never dreamt that I'm a pastor one day. Even all these years that I've been pastoring, I've never had a dream where I was standing preaching. No, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm, I wish I could have one. But I've never had But you see, because I could allow myself to be guided and cared for, gradually, I began to see what I needed to see to keep me going and to keep me making choices. Most Christians never amount to what they could have been for the simple reason they never allow themselves to be cared for. They never allowed themselves to be cared for. But here I'm going to tell you, unless you allow yourself to be cared for, the goodness of God that is earmarked for your life will not be manifest. Satan will take you out. I said, Satan will take you out. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid in your case in Jesus' name. And I pray that the Lord by his spirit will, will touch your heart to say, I don't know why, but please, let me be cared for. Because every step of my way, I've been guided to be here. Every step of my way, I have been guided to be here. To the point that at this age and at this stage of my life, I still will plead with Bishop that don't allow me to do what I want to do. I'm over 50 years. And I'm still saying to somebody who has been leading me that don't allow me to do what I want to do. <laughs> yes. Don't allow me to do what I want to do. Because I have come to learn and I have come to realize that without a shepherd, I said, I've come to learn and I've come to realize that without a shepherd, the sheep will always perish. Hallelujah. So I want to read a chapter of the Bible to you and, and, and stir you up and encourage you to commit that I will be cared for. You see, that somebody is caring for you doesn't mean the person owns you. God is the one who owns you. And God's will is what will be done in your life. No man can stand in the way of God's will for your life. Are you with me? 
So the fact that somebody is caring for you doesn't make the person doesn't make I mean the person your owner. No. And who says? I mean that the fact that you are in my church and I'm caring for you means that eternally you should be in my church. I got born again in somebody else's church. And I'm a bishop in some another person's church. It all depends on the care. I said it all depends on the care and who God has chosen that you will be a branch of. It's God who decides. I said it's God who decides. But unfortunately, many Christians, many Christians, I said many Christians don't understand this and therefore they don't allow themselves to be cared for. But what is your, I mean, where would you have been? Today you're an adult. Today you know how to, how to do many things, good and evil. <laughs> do you get it? But you were once a baby. Always crawling into your mother's arms. Never wanting to leave your mother. Sometimes even depending on the father and how far he has been. When he comes and wants to take you, you don't want to go because mama is the one that you know. But you see, the evil that is in the world and the evil that is in us makes us reject that care. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the result of rejecting that care often is pain. Often is pain. Yes, I know that not all the caregivers are good caregivers. But that should not make you reject care. Because some fathers are abusive. Some fathers are abusive. But that should not make you reject the care of a father. Some mothers are abusive. But that should not make you reject the care of a mother. But you see, Satan being Satan, and knowing what you are without a shepherd, would always tear you up to be without a shepherd. Would always tear you up to be without a shepherd. Because he knows that once you are without a shepherd, you are a free meat. Jeremiah chapter 3. I want to show you the importance of a shepherd. I want to show you the importance of a shepherd. And I, I want us to read the whole chapter. I know some of you don't like reading the Bible, but don't worry. Gradually, as we read it, you, your appetite will grow. Just as you didn't like reading the textbooks, but now you are even reading it at a university level. How many of you here, when you were a child, they had to force you to go and learn, to go and study? Is there anybody here? Yeah, yeah. But you see, as you have studied, you are continuing to study now. You even want to come to tertiary with the studies. And you know that tertiary, they are studying there. And you say, I still want to go. So everything has a beginning. You may struggle with it at the beginning, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. Just keep doing it before you realize you are doing it. Amen. Amen. I think let's read the NLT so that we, 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 we can understand it. Because sometimes the King James, it's, uh, it's truly keen. <laughs> so... Will somebody read for me? Somebody who can read slowly and nicely? Okay, let me read for myself. If a man divorces a woman and she goes and marries someone else, would he, he will not take her back again. You understand it? You divorce a wife, a wife goes to marry somebody else. After she wants to come back, you will not take her back. 
In the Bible days, they, they, they saw things differently. We don't mind. Yeah, we don't mind at all. In the Bible days, <laughs> if a man divorces a woman and goes to marry someone else, he will not take her back again. For that will surely corrupt the land. Our land is corrupted. But you have prostituted yourself with many lovers. So why are you trying to come back? He says the Lord. Look at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you have not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You see, those of you that are into this, I mean, free sex, be careful. Just, just be careful. You see, you think you are just stimulating your sensory organs and shouting and you are being loved. Listen, sex is not love, ne? You see, one of the wickedness of Satan is to make evil normal. And you make something normal by making it common and frequent. Once, you see, what, what, you, what you don't like or what is rejected in society is because it's not been common enough. Once it's common enough, the, the rejection reduces in its strength. And because you realize it, it, it actually becomes a, the norm. And they will say it's our culture. It's a wonderful thing. So the strategy of Satan is whatever evil you want to be present in the people, just keep releasing it gradually. Over a long time, the, the same thing, the same people that have said no will say yes. Uh, even some, some of you girls, that, or some of you boys, depending on which way. You, I mean, it's been proven in your lives. I mean, there was a boy you didn't like. Isn't it? But as she persisted before you realize, when, when he doesn't call, you're asking, where are you? Anyway, anyway. I can't say that for the boys because the boys, I don't know if there's a girl they won't like. I can say that for the girls, but for the boys, I'm not sure. Even if they don't like, they will eat. Look, the boys don't like me for some of the things I say about them, but guys, guys, the ladies, they don't listen, no. So even whether I say it or I don't say it, it won't change them. Ah, but do you think they don't know that you are lying to them? They know, but they still like you. Anyway, it says, look, at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you have not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You sit like a, you sit like a prostitute by, beside the road waiting for a customer. You sit alone like a nomad in the desert. You have polluted the land with your prostitution and your wickedness. You see, our free sex, we, is, we are spoiling the land. Demons are gaining power. You, get it? you see, listen. Why do you think God restricts your sexual activity? Is it because he's jealous of you, you are enjoying, and he's not enjoying? <laughs> eh? 
You were doing all those things, but at the end, you wanted to kill yourself. Because doing all those things allows demons into your life. That not, now, not somebody wants to kill you. You want to kill yourself. <laughs> hey, there are things God says we shouldn't do in his word. It's not because when we do it, he loses all. He has nothing to lose. And God has nothing. And sometimes, you know, the, the, you see, as a parent, as a parent, do you get it? When I have given birth and I've invested into my, the life of my children, I've invested my life, my time, my money and everything. If the child goes wayward, I lose. You get it? If the child goes wayward, wayward, I lose. Because a child is like a branch of me that was supposed to bear fruit. But as for God, he has nothing to lose. If you are not there, he will do another one. You were not there before and he decided to create you. So he doesn't lose. So whatever he tells you, he's telling you because of what he knows where you are. And the, the feeling I get is sometimes we feel that God is jealous. You know, he doesn't get to enjoy our, you know, sexual pleasures and things. You know, all the sexual pleasures, where, have you, where has it left you? Where has it left you? Where has it left you? How many boys have dumped you? That now when you begin to count them, then you, you have to have a mental blackout so that the list, the list will be short. Yeah. A lot of girls, listen, a lot of girls intentionally block out some of the visitors just to keep the list short. Because when you start to recount, it makes you feel like, ah, what is me? Anyway, we are just reading the Bible. I just, you see, that's why I wanted somebody to read. So that I won't have to be making comments. You, know? I, I'm, you see, I'm talking about allowing yourself to be cared for. Do you get it? Yeah. Allowing yourself to be cared for. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm also bringing about some of the things that Satan has made us to think that it always nothing. Do you get it? It's something. It's something. Do you get it? When you have eaten something that is poisonous, and you just say it's nothing. It will kill you. But when you say, hey, maybe this thing that I've eaten is poisonous. The slightest ache or pain, you say, hey, is it working? Okay, let me run to a doctor. And you may be saved. But when you say it's nothing, that's when it can kill you freely. Are you with me? So some of you with sexual problems and things, don't say it's nothing. Don't say, ah, it's a part of life. No, no, no. It's, it's a problem. It's a problem. Do you get it? And, and seek attention for it. You'll be helped. You'll be helped. Because if Satan is, if a thief is always coming into your house, you need a security aspect to show you where the thief has been coming through. But unless you seek the help of a security aspect, you may never beef up your security. And so the thief will freely come. So in the same way, some of the things, they are problems. But Satan is trying to tell us how it's normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. It is, it, he's saying it's normal so that he can come freely without hindrance. But you shall not be deceived in Jesus' name. Anyway, you see, that's why even, so the Lord is explaining that because of these things you have done, that is why even the spring rains have failed. For you are a brazen prostitute and completely shameless. It's like you are doing the thing and you are shamelessly doing it. 
which also is another level. You say to me, Father, you have been my guide since my youth. Surely, you won't be angry forever. Surely, you can forget about it. So you talk. But you keep on doing the evil. You're doing all the evil you can. So you see, God is arguing with that. Ah, what's wrong with you? You are saying I've been your guide from your youth. But you are still doing whatever I've told you not to do. During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, Have you seen what fickle Israel has done? Like a wife who commits adultery, Israel has worshipped other gods on every hill and under every green tree. I thought, after she has done all this, she will return to me. But she didn't return. See the heart of God. It's, it's because he loves you. Because he loves me. Because he loves you. That's why he even said, in spite of all the wrong things you may do, still come back. But she did not return. And her faithless sister Judah saw this. She saw that I divorced faithless Israel because of her adultery. But the treacherous sister Judah had no fear. And now she too has left me and given herself to prostitution. Israel treated it all so lightly. She thought nothing of committing adultery by worshipping idols made, with, made of wood and stone. So now the land has been polluted. But despite all this, her faithless sister Judah has never sincerely returned to me. Do you know that sometimes one of the things we don't do is when you choose to lead a certain life, don't you want to have samples of those that have lived that life to see the end, whether you like it or not? Some of your aunties that were doing all, the, who were rebellious to their mother, to your grandmother, and all those, what, where is their life now? Why don't you evaluate their life? And why are you also wanting to walk there? That you cannot be guided. Have you not realized that all your mothers or your father's siblings, those who rebelled against their parents, that's your grandparents. Don't you see their lives? That's what God was expecting Judah, the two tribes of Israel, to also see that, see what your, your, sisters, your sister did. And look at what has become of them. But most people, they ignore it because Satan tells them you will be different. But I'm here to tell you that you will not be different. You may even be worse. But despite all this, Fester has, has never sincerely returned to me. She has only pretended to be sorry. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord said to me, even faithless Israel is less guilty than treacherous Judah. Therefore, go and give this message to Israel. This is what the Lord says. Oh, Israel, my faithless people, come home to me again. For I am merciful. I will not be angry with you forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. Admit that you have rebelled against the Lord your God and committed adultery against him by worshipping idols under every green tree. Confess that you refuse to listen to my voice. I, the Lord, have spoken. 
The Lord is even teaching you what to say to him. Isn't it a loving God? It's like he's desperate to bless us. Hallelujah. Return home, you wayward children, says the Lord. For I am your master. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. One from his town, from this town, and two from that family, from wherever you are scattered. Listen, you see, the point I want you, we have always quoted the scripture. But we have not quoted it in context. But this is a scripture that I want you to see. That you see, when the Lord was dealing with a people that have gone wayward, that things have become difficult for that prosperity is eluding them. When he said he will gather them, the next thing he said, among his plans, I said among his plans of, of doing to them what he has promised, this is what he says. He said, and I will give you shepherds. I will give you shepherds, not just shepherds, but a type of shepherd. A type of shepherd that will help you to be what I want you to be. He said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. And when your land is once more filled with people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days when you possess the ark of the Lord's covenant. You will not miss those days or even remember them. And there will be no need to rebuild the ark. In that day, Jerusalem will be known as the throne of the Lord. In other words, in that day, I will no longer be represented by symbols. All nations will come there to honor the Lord. They will no longer stop only follow their own evil desires. In those days, the people of Judah and Israel will return together from exile in the north. This is a prophecy of Jesus Christ and what will happen. They will return to the land I gave their ancestors as inheritance forever. I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than give you this beautiful land. You see, the Lord is not talking to them. Let's, I, I, it's not like I want anything from you. I, will, I, want to do, I want to make your life nice. The finest possession in the world. I look forward to your calling me father. And I wanted you never to turn from me. But you have chosen. But you have been unfaithful to me. You, you have been like faithless wife who leaves a husband. I, the Lord, have spoken. Voices are heard on high. The wind swept mountains. The weeping and pleading of Israel's people. For they have chosen crooked paths and have forgotten the Lord their God. My wayward children say, come back to me. I will heal your wayward hearts. Yes, we are coming. The people reply, for you are our Lord. You are the Lord our God. Our worship of idols on hills and our religious orgies on the mountains are delusions. Only in the Lord our God will Israel ever find salvation. From childhood, we have watched as everything our ancestors worked for, their flocks, their head, their sons, their daughters, was squandered on a delusion. Let us now lie down in shame 
and cover ourselves with, with dishonor. For we and our ancestors have sinned against the Lord our God. From our childhood to this day, we have never obeyed him. That's the last verse. Hallelujah. Whether their response is true or not, and whether they did it or not is another thing. But listen, the point, I just wanted verse 15. Now, in the, in the midst of God's major plan to restore the people, he said, I'll give you a shepherd. Because, listen, your life without a shepherd as a Christian, it, you'll be surprised how it will not be what you have wished it for. It takes a shepherd to bring you. And you see, God takes people who he has searched, whose heart he has worked on, whose life he has purified, whose voice, when they cry, he hears to lead his people. He said, I'll, why didn't he say, I'll be your pastor? He said, I'll give you shepherds. Hallelujah. You see, Christians, they know a little bit in the Bible and say, me, I don't want, I don't want these churches, these churches, I don't want, I just want to be, you can be a Christian on your own. Listen. <laughs> Why have you not been a child on your own? Why have you not been a child on your own? From two years. Why are you always running for mommy? And when mommy is leaving you, you are crying. Listen. If you allow yourself to be careful, you will naturally or you will be effortlessly led to good places. I said, you will be effortly led to good places. Psalm 23. I am where I am today, and I'm happy to be where I am. I'm, you see, I'm very, my life, when I look at my life, it's only smiles that come to me, in spite of all my mistakes. The overall picture is I smile, because I realize that I've lived a good life. It could have been better, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Did I not encounter difficulties? I did. But when I look at the path my life has taken, the course that my life has taken, I think I'm very happy. Not that I think, I know I'm very happy. I have a lot of money? No. But I can see that my life is useful. That's, that's what I'm saying. And I will, I will, I, if I were to die today, I would, there would be a smile on my face. No, 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 no. No, don't worry. The fact that I say if I were to die today, it doesn't mean I'm dying now. No, I can't die unless the Lord says so. And mind you, I said if, not when. Do you get it? Now, I want you to look at this psalm. Is it, it's a psalm that we, if we went to church earlier, it doesn't matter which church. If we went to church earlier, we all know the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, 
they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This is a psalm we all know, isn't it? My brother, did you know this psalm? You didn't know it? Okay, no, don't worry. It depends on where you grew up and whether there's church, there's church in the house or not. It's not your fault. Do you get it? But if you were born into a place where they go to church, there are some houses they don't go to church. They go to the ancestors. But if you were born in a place where you, they go to church, you are likely to have come across this psalm. Because all Christians know it. But the question I want to ask you is, did you notice what I noticed? The opening line. The opening line. The opening statement. I said the opening statement. And you realize that all the blessings and the goodness and everything is tied to the opening statement. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, a shepherd is not a shepherd of snakes that are independent. He's not a shepherd of lions, but he's a shepherd of sheep. So you see, the blessing that David recounts is because he identified himself as a sheep who needed a shepherd. And he chose the Lord to be his shepherd. Who is your shepherd? I said, who is your shepherd? I said, who is your shepherd? And who represents the Lord amongst humanity in his service? We may call ourselves pastors, but we are servants of the Lord. We serve the Lord's interest in your life. We are unfaithful servants when we serve our interest in your life. If what I teach you and what I guide you to do is not the Lord's interest, I'm not a good servant. I can never be counted as faithful servant. If I change my master's message because of what I see in you, and start teaching you another message that my master has not given me to teach you. I'm not a faithful shepherd. A faithful shepherd is he who guides you on the path of righteousness. On the path where God says, this is the way. Walk ye in it. A true shepherd would always make you know your maker. Or rather, a true servant would always direct you to your shepherd. Jesus Christ, in John chapter 10, declares himself as the good shepherd. Whilst he was busy telling us his competitor. In John chapter 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. The, shep the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Now, he said many things about what a good shepherd does. But I wanted to go to chapter 17 in his concluding prayer, in rounding up his work on earth. Not verse 17, chapter 17. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son 
be glorified thee. Verse 2. As thou hast given me power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Verse 4. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. And now, Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou givest me out of this world. Thine they were, and thou givest them me, and they have kept thy word. Verse 7. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. I have. You see, Jesus was writing the summary, writing a report, talking to God about what he has done. And in the list of things, you see clearly that he, he made God known to them by manifesting the God in him to the people. And the next thing he says is that, for I have given unto them the words, the message, what you told me to tell them, I've given it to them. They have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee and they have believed that thou didst send me. You see, so Jesus was declaring the work of a shepherd the, or the work of a servant. I'm not here for myself. If I am here for myself, then there's something wrong with me. I'm here because the Lord has chosen me to serve as his servant, his people. I have a duty to serve you, but I cannot serve you unless you give me that permission. Amen. A lot of us come to church, but you see, one of the deceptions of Satan is to, to not see church for what it is. The church, the body of Christ, is the blessing of God and the source of the blessing of God among humanity. And that is why Satan has sought to tarnish it with so many scandals. But let me tell you something. The fact that you find sand in a gold mine does not mean there's no gold there. If you know the gold, you will get it. When you go to the mine, you think all that there is is sand. But those who know the gold, they get the gold. Those who know the diamond, they get the diamond. You pick it up and you say it's a sand. sand. But somebody who knows how to get what is in it will tell you that there are other materials that are only found in your soil. DRC is a place where there's a material, an element that is used in cell phone. It is only found there. It is only found there. Nowhere else on earth. It is only found there. Listen, in Christ is the blessing of the Lord. And Christ said, I will build my church. The church is the body of Christ. I said, the church is the body of Christ. And you see, if you don't see it for what it is, when it is presented to you, you reject it. Even if you don't reject it, you, you, you will not treat it and not go for what you can get from it. The reason why when you go to the mines, you will see sand is because you don't have what it takes to identify the gold in the sand. But if you train yourself well, you can identify the gold in every sand. Hallelujah. In the same way. See, and so why, why I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you is that as I was praying, the Lord said, if the, you can, I can give you a message, but unless the people commit to be careful, you cannot care for them. You see, Jeremiah chapter 3 we read, it's, it's God pleading with the people to come so that he will look after them. But I thought if he's God, he should be able to look after them wherever they go. I, I don't understand. You don't understand my question. Is, is, it not, is it not also confusing to you? That you are God. So whether the people are worshipping idols or not, you can still look after them. But he says, return to me. Return to me. 
come to me so that I'll be your shepherd. I'll look after you. Because unless a child allows you to look after them, all your riches and all your resources will do nothing for that child. And unless you allow yourself to be looked after, nothing will reach you. The power of God, the blessings of the Lord would evade you because you have not allowed yourself to be looked after. You know, yesterday I was counseling some people or just chatting with them. And in their process, the Lord explained something to me. And that is, you have a lot of people that are committed to doing, going about the work of God. When you say we are going to evangelism, they are there. Whatever you need to do, they are there. They do things that people who love God do by giving their time, sometimes failing because of so many church activities. Yes, they do it. But the Lord told me, they have expressed their love for me by doing things that people do who love me, they serve me. But they never do that which I need them to do. And that is come to me that I might also do in them that which they cannot do for themselves. I said, Lord, what are you saying? And I would say, yes, yes. And that is when you are a Christian, committed, learning, doing things, cleaning the church, running around, doing so many things, but you don't make time to pray and you don't make time to read the word because that is where God can also show you his love by changing your character, by removing the things by which Satan has always gotten you. You see, I said, as he was filled with the Holy Spirit, many of the things began to fall off by themselves. But you will not be filled with the Holy Spirit if you don't give yourself to prayer, if you don't give yourself to the Word, if you don't give yourself to listening to preaching. Yeah. Listen, I'm ending, but I want to tell you something. Allow yourself to be looked after. It will be well with you. Yeah. I said, allow yourself to be looked after. It will be well with you. Looking after you does not give the person who is looking after you ownership of you. You belong to God. I said you belong to God. And a pastor has no ownership of you. A pastor can only do that which God wants to do in you through their lives. Yeah. So you know what? We're going to pray. And after, I'm taking practical steps. Yes, I know some of you are here. You have churches at home. It's true. But the churches at home have not come here. But Satan is here. Yeah, the lion at home is protected by, you are protected when you are home by the shepherd at home. But now that you are here, there's also a lion here. And a shepherd, because we are all servants. Some of you have grown up in houses where you have had aunties and nannies to come and help. And in your lifetime, you have known about five or six aunties. But they don't own you. They were just there to serve. So that one pastor looks after you to the next pastor, to the next pastor, to the next pastor. Doesn't mean you belong to any pastor. You belong to God. They are servants that are positioned according to the path that your life is ordained to serve the interest of God in your life. Make no mistake. Don't say that, oh, no, I just came to school, so I don't have to. Listen, whether you belong to the church or you don't belong to the church, there are some people who will say, this is our church. That's fine. But in the meantime, whilst you are here, Allow yourself to be cared for. I said, allow yourself to be cared for. Who does, does your being given an engineering degree depend on who taught you maths in primary school? Who taught you maths in high school? Yeah. Each of them were positioned to serve the interest of educating you at different classes and different stages. 
Some were good, some were not good. I mean, some of you, your struggle is because of the shepherd of mass teaching that you met. And up to today, your mass has never worked. Even three times seven, you need a calculator. Or you need an abacus to count seven, seven, three of them, and then you add all of them. Hallelujah. But that shall not be your story in Jesus' name. I speak the grace of God over your life that you would be touched by the Lord and allow yourself to be cared for. Listen, let me tell you something. Don't, you don't have to run away because there are sins in your life. Listen, I don't have to know the sin that is in your life for the sin to have effect on you. I don't have to know. My knowing may actually help to limit its impact on you. That's all. And you see, people have also subscribed here because I'm leading this life. You know, I don't want to be known in the church before they start asking. Yesterday I asked somebody, do you have a boyfriend? And they were shocked. They said, it's like, they didn't expect me to ask. But you see, as I'm sitting there, do you get it? I'm not sitting there by myself. I'm a servant of the Most High God. And His Spirit, who is with me, is in me and with me. And sometimes, not often, would direct me what to ask. So some of the questions I ask, it's not because I had premeditated it. But you see, I'm subject to manipulation. Just as you are also subject to manipulation. By different spirits, the spirit you yield yourself. I have yielded and I'm constantly enforcing to yield myself to the Holy Spirit. So the things that I think, I say, is the spirit of God that often, as I'm sitting there, ask the person this question. Yeah. Sometimes people think that, oh, somebody has told me. Nobody has told me nothing. Yes, in a few cases, sometimes I have a hint. In a few cases, sometimes I have it. And when I have a hint, you know that I have a hint. Because I'm not a person who knows how to pretend. If I know something, I'll ask you. The way I'll ask you, if you think deep, you realize that ah, he knew something. But when I don't know something, the way I ask it, you realize that it's like I'm just asking. I'm asking to disgrace you. No, I'm asking to help you. I'm asking to guide you. Because my work is to guide you. I am a shepherd or a servant of God serving the interest of the Lord in your life. Hallelujah. So I want us to pray that we really, the Lord will speak to us. Because if the Lord does not speak to you, there's nothing I can do. I said, if the Lord does not speak to you, there's nothing I can do. Your wisdom is to determine who a shepherd is and particularly a good shepherd, and allow yourself to be shepherded by. Yeah. David chose the Lord. Other kings chose something else. The two outcomes are different. And you see, that is what the disciples of Jesus knew. The 12 disciples. In John 6, 67, there were other disciples. But they easily, because they didn't know what they were looking for, small thing, and they left. They said, I won't go to this church again. Because they make us, they force us to pray. Of course. Of course. What is the use of a church that doesn't teach you how to pray and doesn't help you to learn how to pray? 
How many things have you not been forced into that today you are grateful that you were forced into it? Some of you today, you, you, are, you have nice breath because you were forced to brush your teeth. Yeah, those who are not forced to brush their teeth, now when they speak, it's, it's that people are moving. It's like, it's like there's a, 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 a electromagnetic, electromagnetic force. That is, is moving the person back. And, and I don't know, some of those people also, they always want to talk to you very close. <laughs> and you know, sometimes it's like you ask the Lord, help me. Otherwise, I can collapse. Because normally when they take a step back, then they take a step forward. It's like, receive it as it is. They don't want it to arrive diluted. <laughs> let, me, let me just say something. Some, some of us, our breath, if you have a this is just by the way. If you have a breath that is not good, you normally don't know yourself, but people know. If you have a good friend, they will tell you. But one of the things you need to do, which we don't do, especially as black people, I don't know about the white people, I know us. I don't know about them, I know us. Is that we don't use dental floss. Do you get it? It's expensive, but get it. The breath often comes from in, the, in between the teeth and sometimes around the edges of the gum, the junction of the gum with the teeth, a lot of rotten things stay there. So the dental floss removes those things and it will improve your breath. Some people have other problems that is the cause of bad breath. Sometimes it's from their throat, the tonsils and other things. There are even things that can help you. But at least as for the teeth, I, I learned after several years, after even having been a doctor, when I went to a dentist and they showed me what I need to do. And I said, why don't we teach these things in primary schools? To help people keep a healthy, I mean, teeth and also good breath. Just a simple dental floss. I mean, there was somebody whose breath was not good. And I told the person, and I showed the person, use dental floss. I mean, today, the story is different. Wow. Yeah. Dental floss. Just a simple dental floss. So this is just by the way. I don't know why I got here. Okay. <laughs> Do you get it? And please take care. Take care of yourself. Okay, that you are a Christian doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of yourself. And don't take care of only the hair. Take care of the other places also. They get it here, here. And the brothers. I mean, some of you brothers, when you remove your shoe. When you remove your shoe, we don't need to have uh, music for people to begin to fall. The, the stench the stench of the that is coming from the shoe would make people start falling. If it was a prayer meeting, they would say the pastor was powerful. But, but listen, listen, listen. Brothers, wear socks with your shoes. 
Some of you like what we call Mongo Parks, where you, don't, you wear a shoe without a socks. It's, it's not proper dressing. Do you get it? We, we, as Africans, didn't invent this type of shoes. Our shoes were different. We walked the way we came. You see, we Africans, we don't add a lot of things. So we ha that's why we believe in God. We don't add a lot of things. Listen, God gave us hands to eat. That's, that's all. Be, whatever the Lord gave us, we have been faithful. Okay, the white people, they've decided that the Lord didn't think well, so they've decided to add cutlery. The Asians and those part people, they are using chopsticks. But we, we, as it was in the beginning, now and ever shall it be. We don't like trouble, though. We don't like trouble. We like it as God gave us. Hallelujah. But you see, if we are going to wear the European things they have brought, and it, there's nothing wrong with adopting somebody's good ways or nicer ways, what you need to do is to wear socks, number one. Number two, clean the socks frequently. Do you get it? And have it washed. Do you get it? That alone will reduce the stench in your shoes because every time you wear a shoe, there's sweat. Do you get it? That's number one. Number two, some of us have in between our we have fungal problems. Attend to it. Do you get it? There's, there are medications and things that will help you to kill the fungal. Because in between the toes, it doesn't have enough space for aeration to keep it dry. So it gets moist and the fungus gets in. You got to take care of it. You got to take care of it because otherwise you make it difficult for some people to be close to you. You get it? Some of us take care of it. Wash when you wash. Just use a towel to dry the, it. Also, don't always do high speed washing. <laughs> you get it? Take your time. Use your sponge. Listen, listen. These are important things. They will cost you nothing. You don't because me when I was taught some of these the dental things, I said ah, with all my education, with all my riches. At least compared to where I was. <laughs> Before somebody says, yeah, you see, he says he's riches. No, it's comparative, comparative. I'm richer than 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I was always eating, I mean, praying for food every day. But I don't pray for food now, so I'm better off. Good. So you just wipe those things and, and take care of it. Wash it with a soap, clean it well, dry it. Let make sure it's dry. I mean, towel dry it properly so that it's clean. That's all. It will be clean. Are you with me? Yeah. Some of you, you just need to use lime. You don't have money for deodorant. No problem. Do you get it? No problem. Everything doesn't have to be deodorant. There are things God gave us before the white people brought the deodorant. Do you get it? Just get lime. Lime. And just use it for your armpit. It takes away a lot of the stench and the smell. Are you with me? You'll be fine. If, if I tell you I don't use a perfume, I've used perfume before, but for a long time now I don't use a perfume. Not that I don't like it. It's like, it's not, I'm not a fan of those things. But I don't know, maybe I'll, 
because my wife has not told me that I have a body <laughs> Because she's the one that I really can get close to. Are you with me? Yeah, just maintaining yourself clean. It's important. Do you get it? And ladies, I've spoken about brothers. You must wash frequently. Do you get it? And learn how to wash well. See, you need to wash properly and frequently, and probably some of you older ladies that know how to clean yourself. I mean, I'm not talking about know how to clean your stomach. I'm talking about self. You know what I'm talking about? Good. Some of you must teach the younger ladies, because some of them, their mothers, I don't know why, but not every mother is brave to teach you how to wash yourself. Sometimes the mothers themselves, they don't know how to wash themselves. And, you know, it's not easy. We don't understand why the fathers go chasing. But sometimes, when they want to come here, either they must be drunk to reduce... to reduce their ability to smell. Do you get it? Because some of you, your fathers suffer. That which is meant to be pleasure has nothing pleasure in it. You, you are the only child not because your father didn't want more. Listen, 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 listen. There's no joke in what I'm saying. Though. No, I, the way I'm saying it, you think I'm joking. But there's no joke in what I'm saying. No, 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 there's no joke in what I'm saying. There are certain activities, smell has a way of killing everything. Turning off all the powers. Unless the person is drunk. I mean, he can't even get anything nicer, even after you have just had your bath. It's like the best he could get is when you have had your bath, like in now, now. But even that, he has to comfort himself that half a loaf is better than bread. <laughs> no, you see, I'm serious because a lot of you ladies don't keep yourself clean. You are busy on the outward. Do you get it? But what it is is that if you don't do it before you marry, you will not do it after you are married. Do you get it? What is not part of you will not become part of you because you have married. Because you are not used to doing it. So learn. And those of you older ladies who know how to. And some of you young ladies, even your parents have taught you. So even when you have bathed two days ago, it's still the smell is not as bad. I mean, it just shows that yeah, two days ago. But it's still handleable. Some people, 
Two hours. Even when they have just bathed. It's still a, because they have not been taught how to wash properly. Are you with me? And what you don't teach. You, you, many other things you can't discover by accident. So these are the, I don't know why I got here. Allow yourself to be cared for. Okay. So listen, in concluding, Jesus had a problem. And you see, those who knew the need for a shepherd decided not to allow the problem. It was not that Jesus was wrong, but because they didn't understand what he was saying. Do you get it? They couldn't receive what he said. And based on that, they decided to leave the church. And Jesus did not seem to be bothered because he didn't want to care for people who really don't want to be cared for. Because if I am caring for you, then when I give you an advice that you enjoy, you smile. When I give you an advice that is not that enjoyable, you should also smile. Because a caregiver cannot always be giving you advice or telling you the things you are, you, you, he cannot always be telling you the things you want to do. Otherwise, his presence is actually useless. Because who, who, who do you need to tell you the things you want to do? You will do them naturally, even if nobody told you. But the caregiver is to take the things you want to do and consider its ramifications and its effect as going forward and tell you that, no, don't do this. Do this one. Hallelujah. I mean, some of you, by the care of your parents, you are going to receive far more money than them. Even your first salary will be bigger than their, their, their topmost salary. Because they cared for you by making sure that you start to learn when you wanted to watch television and you wanted to go and play in the neighbor's house where the uncle there would do things to you. If it had not been for your father's strictness, you would have learned a lot of things by the age of 10. And it would have taken you on a road never to return. But by your father's strictness, you are delivered from all this evil. Amen. But at the time, she was not allowing you to go and play in the neighbor's house. You are always saying, daddy, daddy, daddy doesn't allow us to play. And then you are always wishing daddy will go out. Because when daddy is in the house, you can't do what you want to do. But you see, daddy is a guide. Mommy is a guide. And that's why here, you are here today. You are about to finish school and earn a, earn a post or get a post where your salary, your monthly salary will be there are six months salary advance. Yeah. Hallelujah. So Jesus had a situation and he turned to the twelve and asked them, are you also going to leave? And look at the answer of the twelve. The twelve said, hey, we are not going anywhere. You have the words that that will give us eternal life. So we are willing to stay with you. We also didn't understand what you said. But we'll stay with you because you are our shepherd. To whom shall we go? To whom? We need a shepherd. And you are our shepherd. We have nowhere to go. So listen, in concluding, I really want to encourage you to allow yourself. So you have to decide. Don't say that God doesn't love you. Don't say it. It's you who doesn't love yourself by not allowing yourself to be cared for. Yeah. By not allowing yourself to be cared for. But I pray that you shall allow yourself to be cared for. Let's rise up and pray for a moment. We want to pray. And what, what, what we want to pray about is what you have heard. That Lord, help me to see the wisdom of yielding to the servants that you have brought into my life to guide me. Yes, I know I, shall be, I will be rebuked for the things I shouldn't do, and I will be constrained to do the things I need to do. Lord, it may not be comfortable, but I still want to subject myself to the vessels that you are sending into my life for my well-being. 
For whom the Father loveth, he cherishes. I know that it's because you love me. That is why you will give pastors after your own heart to guide me and to feed me with knowledge and understanding. Therefore, Lord, touch my heart to yield, to be cared for. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Oh, Thank Jesus. you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Touch my heart, oh God. Help me, Jesus, to oh, yield myself, Lord, to pray. yield my heart, to be cared for, to be looked after by your servants, oh God, to be looked after by your pastors, to be looked Thank after you, by your Thank shepherds you, Thank you, Lord. that you've brought oh, into my life. Father, you've brought me into this house for a reason, to be cared for, to be looked after. Change my heart, turn my heart, soften my heart, to be cared for, to yield my heart, to allow myself. Jesus, help me. Masi katala ribro siandara, masa katala woro, mesendele woro, ribere siandara, makatala woro, we are praying, we are asking God. Somebody lift up your voice. Ask God to help you. The Holy Spirit to help you, to allow yourself to yield yourself or to the servants of the house, to the pastors of the house, to the shepherds of the house, to be guided, to be led. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we want to be like your disciples who said to you, where will we go? We are not going anywhere. We are going to be with you. We will stay with you because you have the words of life. Oh, Jesus, Masi Kandala, Ribresian Talamonduru, Rika Talaboro, Masan Talaboro, help us, Jesus. We need your help. Masandalaboro, Rika Talaboro, Messendere, Ribresian Tara, Maka Talaboro, Ribresian Taramanduru, Masan Talaboro, Rika Bayasiandere. Masanda Lebere, Riberesian Taramanduru, Mama Mama Manduru, Masan Talaburu, Rika Talaburu, Riberesiandara, Mama Mamanduru, Masan Talaburu, Mesen Teleburu, Rika Talaburu, Riberesian Tara, Mama 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 Mandara, Masaka Talabara, Riberesian Tara, Masan Deliburu Sintere. Father, we thank you for this moment and this opportunity that we have as we have prayed unto you that, Lord, cause our hearts to tend to your servants that you give to our lives, that we may yield ourselves, that we be true sheep for the shepherd who is you, O Lord, to care for us through your agents. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this opportunity. We thank you. And none that is to be cared for will reject your care because of the influence of the enemy. But by your influence, you direct their hearts not knowing what they do, but they should do that which is right. That the blessings that you have earmarked for their lives would come to pass. That their lives would not be a waste, but their lives would be a fruitful field. Their life would be a blessing and not a curse. Their life would be a life that is full of peace and joy and not pain and hurts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. One of the ways of caring for God's people is by inviting them to Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth in Jesus, the only begotten son, will not perish but have eternal life. In Christ Jesus is the source of life everlasting more. A life that ends in heaven and a life that receives the blessing of the Lord whilst here on earth. A life that allows God to be in charge and to do his wonders in the presence 
of his enemies. Every head bowed and every eye closed. It's good to come to church, but it's very important to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus said to somebody who was going to church and who was a leader in the church, you must be born again. You become born again by believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God who came to die for our sins, who rose again on the third day seated at the right hand of God and receiving his death as your death for your sins so that his life will become your life. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, I don't know much, but I feel in my heart that I must have a right standing with God by receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand. Thank you. Lift up your right hand. Jesus came because of you. He came because of you. He came because of me. I have given my life to Jesus. Would you give your life to Jesus? Shall not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Into the world. Lift, you don't say, Pastor, please pray with me. I didn't say stop your sins because you can't stop your sins. I said, give your life to Jesus. Why are you looking at your sins and saying you want to clean yourself first before? If you could clean yourself, you would not have been dirty in the first place. Sin has power over our lives. It takes the power of God to dislodge sin and its seductive power from our lives. Come to Jesus as you are and he will do the rest for you. Thank you. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. And some of you want to say, Pastor, I was born again some time ago. But it was a complete mess thereafter. And I feel that I need to start afresh. Would God give me that chance? My answer to you is yes. Like the prodigal son, you may have been a son in the house and have gone away. Coming back is not a problem. It's not a problem to God. He's willing to accept you. You want to say, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want to start afresh. I'm born again, but I want to start afresh because of where I've been and because of what I've been through. Because I never took it seriously. And therefore, I walked in funny ways. But today, I want to start afresh. From what you have said, I want to start afresh. Lift up your hands. I want to pray with you also. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Let us pray. Let us pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. As I come to you, 
just as I am. I know my sins and they are all before you. But I come to you because you are my only help. Therefore, I submit to your ways and I submit to your leadership. I give up my own leadership that you may lead me. From today, I am your child and you will guide me. I believe in Jesus Christ as your son who came to die for my sins, who rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand. Jesus, Jesus, I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. From today, by your Spirit, as you lead me, I will follow. Thank you, Father, for this love. Father, thank you for every soul that gave their lives to Jesus, that declared their faith in Jesus, and that rededicated their lives to Jesus. Let them stand out to be different. Cause them to go forward, never to fall by the wayside. Let no mistake of their lives, let no attack of the enemy be able to detract them. But Lord, send forth your servants, angels, your Holy Spirit, that will teach them and guide them, that will strengthen them, and help them all the way as you work through vessels to strengthen them and to work to walk with them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.